All right. What's up? Welcome, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Gather around, breadheads. It is time to carbo load. Step on up. Join the gluten gang. Welcome to Hold My Bread. This is a podcast worth nothing. Worth no dollars. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $827.50 podcast. I'm Joel Walkowski, your host who loses the most. Joining me as always is... Me, Matt Beckus. Hello, everyone. Hi. We come to you from the brink of oblivion. A wave of death sweeps across the globe. And we are hiding from it in our mothers' houses. That's right. Just like men, we've run home to our mothers. Yeah, we heroically have faced off directly with the COVID-19 virus, recording this very podcast, Hold My Bread. Our last episode was live with Prince Tun, Noah Savage, and he, he had us in his apartment touching his doorknobs, licking his tongue, using his microphones, without knowing he had contracted the coronavirus. Now, you and me are exposed and in quarantine. That's right. Lockdown did you, in did the you Midwest. Fly to, did you fly to Indiana? I did. I flew here yesterday. I, bu- I bought a flight on, I don't, I don't even know what day it is. Let's say Wednesday. I bought a flight Monday. I flew in yesterday. My flight was three to five. Uh, I got in at five o'clock. Uh, I threw. They threw me. They upgraded me to first class, so I get to fly first class all the way here. How many people were on your plane? Probably twenty-five people. Okay, uh, that that's a lot. And did you have fears about flying as someone who had met Noah Savage? I did not. I did not. I mean, I I wore gloves. I wrapped up my face. I, I took precautions. Um, but I wasn't too concerned. I kept my distance. There was, the airport was so crazy empty. I flew to JFK security literally took me three minutes, not even three minutes. It was just so fast to get through security. And Um, we, we're, we're true cowards, Matthew. We get exposed to this potential, potentially deathly virus, deadly virus. And our first impulse is to immediately run home to our mothers, you know, I didn't know I was exposed to the virus. I got out of work Friday afternoon. I drove overnight to Detroit. And Saturday in the in the afternoon, early evening, I found out I'd been exposed. I've jeopardized my mother. My sister can't go to work. All because they know me. Yeah, right. It's, uh, well, you know, there's first time for everything. Yeah, yeah. You're just, a, just me and Noah Savage. If you are friends with a big, affable ball of white goo you are no longer allowed to go to work but these are dark d- days the world is shut down the markets are worthless i've lost forty thousand dollars but here i am smiling ready to invest ready to grow it's true uh what a weird time what a weird couple days it's just so crazy do you feel like um because you left, I don't know if you left New York kind of right when this happened. I had a couple days in New York to kind of really experience it. So you and went to Prospect Park Saturday. You went to the gutter on Sunday. You had a good old time from how I understand it. I didn't go to Prospect Park. Yeah, everyone in New York was at Prospect Park. Everyone in Miami has gone to the beach. We are truly careening towards oblivion. 
I was very good. I, I quarantined myself. I, I stayed inside almost every day. I only left to go back to my apartment for supplies. I, I, I locked myself up. I watched. I caught up on all of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I played Xbox. I've been doing a great job of staying in. Um, but it is interesting. Do you feel like there's a difference between New York and, you know, and Michigan? Like, I feel like I got here and I feel like Indiana is behind. Um, well, I'm in Michigan. I went to Detroit proper yesterday. I was hanging out in my sister's house in kind of the hood. She is one of the people who bought a house very for a very low price in an emerging neighborhood and tried to pick it up. So I couldn't really tell a difference. I did tell someone I was exposed and they backed away from me. But really, I spent my time in Detroit yesterday. I was at her house. I painted a room. I took a little acid. Then we went for a walk. And I found some, I can't go to a gym, but I found some weights in an empty lot. And so I just stayed in the, in the lot lifting these weights I found. It was the only way I could get a workout in. Oh god, yeah! I've been doing prison workouts, dips and sit-ups and push-ups and pull-ups and uh, wall sits. I'm, I'm working out like I'm in jail. Yeah, I mean, I am going on quarantine jogs. I don't want to come in contact with anyone, but I feel like going on a jog alone is a very safe thing for me to do, and I can burn off all this stress eating I'm doing. I did spend thirty dollars at Taco Bell last night. I had my girlfriend do the exchange. So I didn't expose any of our good workers who aren't being given paid time off. But today I got lost on my jog. I couldn't call an Uber back home. So I ended up going for an 11-mile jog. <laughs> well, it's nothing hard. like a casual jog turning into a I'm lost run. Yeah, I, I literally am Forrest Gump at this point. This <laughs> retard just won't stop running. Did you know that his uh, stunt double for the running was actually his brother? No. Yeah, Tom Hanks' brother was the one running for most of that movie. See? That's the real hero. There you go. Um, yeah, so we were exposed to Noah. We're fine. We've escaped to the Midwest. Uh, there was just nothing for me in New York. The shows are canceled. My work is canceled. Um, all my friends are locked up together. I couldn't be by myself, so I was like, oh, I'm flying home. So I got a cheap flight. I'm here for the foreseeable future. Um, I have not heard back from my day job. I do not know what, what is going to happen. I don't know if I will be paid. I don't know when they're going to reopen. I, As far as I know, I it, I bought a one-way ticket, so I am going to be here until I'm not. So I'm not really sure what your plan is for being in Michigan, but uh, I'm locked in. I did Lego. I did a Lego set yesterday. I built a Lego shoe, finished it. Where did you get the Lego from? My mom got it for me for Christmas, and uh, it didn't come in time, so I couldn't. She ordered it online, and uh, it was just sitting here from Christmas last year. That's beautiful. What a, what a moment. Yeah. You know, we, we, we talk about economic hardship, and this is probably the truest form of it I've ever faced. We are thrown into uncertainty and chaos. Last week when we recorded our episode, I had three jobs. I worked production, I was a real estate agent, I got paid to produce sports content, and then in a 24-hour period, I lost all of them. My apartment is no longer able to be inhabited because I live in a 2,000-person building, and the outbreak is so much worse in New York than anticipated. There's Cases went up by 1,000 today. 
They will continue to grow because people aren't advise, aren't respecting the basic instruction to respect others' lives and stay in. The Hasidic community, in my real estate interactions, I cross paths with them quite frequently. The office girls have no idea this epidemic is going on. A lot of the people I work with attended a 600-person wedding, and of the 1,000 new cases, 100 come from the Hasidic community. Well, I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me. You know, they're uh, uh, not to uh, pile on, but they, you know, there's a lot of anti-vaxxing and uh, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. So it's like the, there's clearly that's clearly going to be a hotbed for that sort of spread of that of, of Corona. Yeah. And we have they've been a hotbed for the measles outbreak, but they're just such an insular community and you hate to see them get exposed like this. Well, I mean, this was bound to happen, unfortunately. You know, this is the kind of thing where you can't – it's like anti-vaxxing. You can't – it's just not going to work. It's not sustainable, and all it's taking is something like this to prove that. And I feel like even with this, there's still going to be people that still are not believing it and still are, you know, anti-vax through all this. Yeah, and stocks continue to fall. As of a, a month ago, I had in my Wealthfront account, account – $80,000, that has shrunk to just under $49,000. So we're looking at a loss of nearly 50%. If you count my other holdings, it approaches 40 grand. I have no financial prospects, but still, even though my instincts are telling me, cash out, run away, protect you and yours, I think it's still best to stay the course. What yeah. we're entering now is a bear market. Hardcore bear market. But um, it just makes me concerned because I sent you this, um, I think, a little bit ago. When we Technically, we are in technically a bear market. But a bear market could balance. I mean, it's it hasn't bottomed out. There's a chance it hasn't bottomed out. I mean, this could just keep falling. I mean, people are talking about buying the dip. But even Warren Buffett isn't buying the dip yet. I think we're at a point where... If you're not going to pull out, you don't you don't necessarily buy because there's a lot more. You know, this can go way way further down. Yeah, this is being referred to as a falling knife. A bear market is traditionally when one of the major stock indexes is down 20% from the end of one day's trading to another day's, and this is the fastest bear market on record for the U.S. stock market. Usually, it takes 164 days for a market to lose 20%. This happened in 16 days. There's unprecedented speed. There's unprecedented fallout. And really, what's happening now with all of our lives is the global economy is screeching to a halt as we try and contain this virus. But there's a lot of collateral damage in that unless you are an unskilled or retail worker. Yeah, I think that's really uh, that's another thing that I've noticed is this is really um, this really shows you how how many people are truly living paycheck to paycheck. How many people really are reliant on tips? How many people really are, uh, you know, they miss one paycheck and their life is spun out. I think it's it's really showed that. Yeah, and we see that half of U.S. workers are having their income affected. I think it's a little bit higher than that when no businesses are open. You know, the real question of survival isn't this virus, but economic. Yeah, absolutely. More people are going to die from – I don't know if this is actually true what I'm about to say, but more people are going to be hurt um, 
by the financial fallout of this and businesses closing and income streams drying up potentially more than, than they actually are hurt by the disease. I mean, obviously people are losing their lives. It's very sad, but at the same time, the, the echo or, or the ripple effects of all this is really, I think what people are going to feel it. And it's really going to hurt a lot of people in that way. Yeah. And you think the stock market's bad now, just wait till the earnings reports come in for the first quarter. We're still in the dregs of this market, which is being referred to as a falling knife because that's what the trajectory looks like. It's just going to continue to get worse. Well, we talked in the last episode, too, about the, the circuit breaker. I couldn't find I tried to look and see how many times it's been pulled the last couple of days. But they pulled the um, circuit breaker, you know, what was it, yesterday, 60 seconds into trading. 60 seconds in, and they had to pull the circuit breaker. Yeah, but that, that was known to happen. And you really saw with the national press conference, you could see Donald Trump manipulating the market in real time. So I watched that Donald Trump press conference, and I was amazed. I watched the Dow go up 2,000 points over the course of an hour and a half presentation. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as Monday hit, it corrected. All that was gone and then some. But on the, on the bright side, we still own the same amount of shares. I think we're all ready to rebound, contribute to a robust economy economy when we return. And it sucks for me because when I work my day job, I have a lot of downtime and I look at my phone. I don't think I can look at my phone when I get back. Why do you say that? Because being at work is more interesting than anything I could possibly do at this point. I want to labor. I dream of a hellish hellish loadout. Yeah, I, I want. I want. To, I long. Last night, I went to bed dreaming of the back pain and knee pain of just being worked to death, then having to go run and show apartments. Like my whole life is comprised around keeping myself as busy as possible to make a living, to make a life for me and my partner, and it's all vanished. And I'm one of the lucky ones. Right. Absolutely. That's the crazy thing too. Is I think all things considered, you and I are are both very lucky and uh, things are not well for either of us, but we're lucky in comparison to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we have multiple places we can wait this over. We have family we can rely on and we have savings. Plus, you know, we have the hold my bread portfolio. It will stay strong. We will keep it in there and we will survive as investors. Yeah. But some measure has to be taken to help the American citizen deal with this. I know you were a good guy. You you got my un, my forms. I wanted to get unemployment, even though I'm a 1099 worker. I couldn't complete the process. I missed both their calls today, so I'm still in flux. But there's talk of Andrew Yang's policies being put into effect. Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that crazy? A thousand dollars, perhaps a thousand dollars. But I saw. I was thinking about this. A thousand dollars for everybody. I'm not saying it's not going to change people, but I feel like it is so, so little for some people, and it's not going to make a difference for some people, and for other people, it's not enough. Yeah, and like for some, for a thousand dollars, if you're my sister, you're living in Detroit, you own your house, thousand dollars, you are fine. You know, I'm a lucky person. I worked hard as a freelancer, 
but I have no job security. So I'm looking at a rent for my apartment that's $3,200 a month. I can't afford that. I'll be bankrupt very soon if I continue doing it. And I think it's better to keep the money in your checking account right now. I'll put the money in escrow, but, you know, I how can you pay a landlord in, in good conscience when you, when you need to take care of yourself? Right. Well, then there's all this interesting stuff like uh, when, and this is a obviously small speaking of taking care of yourself. This is like a small thing that I was thinking about, you know, uh, I'm not going to be all the gym. The gyms are closed. They're closing the gyms. Are they going to take out my gym membership? Are they going to pay make me pay the gym membership even though it's closed? I mean, that's going to come out of my bank account, I would imagine. Yeah, well, if anything, we can trust on the good people at World Gym of Ridgewood. I think they will handle our business quite well, and they'll give you your $25 back. They better. It's also $38, I believe. So. It's $38? It was 25 when I was there. I think they hiked the prices when you left. When they left, you uh, you leaving really hurt us. Well, I feel like I actually – most gyms, it's in their interest as a business to give me a deal on membership. Seeing me on your gym floor is good for business. <laughs> you see a Polish Adonis – throwing around the weight machines, curling 50-pound dumbbells. That's the kind of person you want using your facility. Absolutely. Good for the brand. Yeah, I'm sorry you weren't – if you were to follow the workout advice I gave you, you probably would have gotten a $25 rate, but you didn't listen, you didn't eat enough, and so you have to pay $38. That's okay. That's that's on you, honestly. Yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, you know, it gives me something to work for. Yeah, if you if you dedicate yourself day in, day out, you will save thirteen dollars a month, and you need to now. Uh, absolutely. Well, um, and so given all this um, this crash talk right now, it, this is uh, still only the eighth worst crash in market history, which I find hard to believe. Yeah, that there were a bigger crash. There, their bigger crash is because those compounded over time. They kept going down. They were issues with supply, demand, the economy as a whole. And here, it's not like anything's broken. It's just we need to put the pause. And I'm I'm amazed they haven't considered halting trading. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Can't we put a pause on these for two weeks, see how things go? Yeah, why, can you imagine, I mean, the market, has the market, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Just shut the market down completely so nobody can trade at all. I wonder how that's even – I mean, how is that possible? How is it not possible? Has it never been done before? That's interesting. I mean, and part of the disheartening thing of this whole enterprise is that every day we wake up, there's less money. If your bank account stays consistent during this, you feel a lot better. I was really close to pulling out my money. Like I knew it was going to go down Monday morning. I didn't pull the trigger. I am in this for the long haul. I do believe at some point in our lifetime, the Dow will hit reach greater heights. I will continue to invest. And I still believe in this, the U.S. stock market system. But this is an aberration to that. I agree. I mean, I feel like uh, our the portfolio I have, I feel like will rebound. I mean – I have these. I have stock in a lot of companies that are just not going to disappear. Uh, am I? You know, I'm not saying it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to take them a while to rebound, but I do believe the ability for that to come back and um, 
I'm prepared for that to take however long it takes, but I'm not going to pull out my money because at this point, I I just can't I can't make myself do it. Yeah, and I mean they they talk about buying the dip, but right now the Dow Jones is hovering around I don't know say it's just under twenty thousand. Previous close was twenty one thousand, but if it hits. 18,000, I think it's a pretty good time to buy. Yeah, and that is a very realistic possibility. I mean, that, that would not surprise me here. Like you just said there, uh, New York is really, um, the cases in New York are just getting higher every day. Uh, things are not things are unfortunately going to get worse before they get better. Yeah, New York, is, it, they're expecting the peak won't come until May 1st, so... Really, but if you were to look at the Dow Jones right now, it's nineteen thousand dollars, nineteen thousand. But that's about where it was five years ago. Nineteen thousand was the highest the Dow's ever gone. Right. So, for it to be down, even right now, this would be the best trading day in 2016. And you know what? If you're doing long-term trading, that is, you're fine. You don't check your portfolio. Maybe you want to buy some individual stocks right now. I know Starbucks is, we talked about it last week, they're reopening 90% of their Chinese stores, and they're investing heavily in China. So there's reason for hope. Right. Uh, well, we talked, like you said last week, we talked about people still need their coffee. People still are going to buy booze. People are still going to buy cigarettes and coffee and all that stuff it's stuff is it's recession proof almost yeah and you see like even in the crux of this like there's doing a big investment in china so it's the largest coffee investment outside the u.s the first in the asian market and they're trying to have this 130 million dollar coffee innovation park which i will add like if you want to include my weed butter coffee to it, that's in your best interest, Starbucks. I'm telling you, this compound I made, it's life-changing. It's wonderful. It's getting everyone in my household through this virus. Make that part of the Coffee Innovation Center. You're putting butter in coffee? Well, you do the butter. It's bulletproof coffee. It helps your body run more efficiently. It's good for intermittent fasting. And what I do is I do that, and I put weed in the weed butter. So uh, I intermittent fast, but I also get like a phenomenal body high. So it is great. Very interesting. All right. All right. And well, I, so know, yeah, I mean, because it says right here, Starbucks aims to have 6,000 stores in China by 2022. So if you can get your weed butter into a just a handful of those stores, you would be cruising. Absolutely. And then Starbucks, I know they're doing a pretty shady stock buyback program. People aren't happy about it. They also have an increased relationship with Uber Eats on the table, and people they're gonna go for Starbucks as soon as they're back open. They'll go there to feel normal. Some industries, I'm not sure if that'll happen. The restaurant industry, St. Patrick's Day, huge day. Global sales yesterday were down 83%. And I know you're saying like, oh, well, that's bars at St. Patrick's Day, but even on less busy day. Total revenue is down 60%. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, yesterday, I, I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I don't get, I mean, living in New York, it's the kind of a day that I just avoid. But you couldn't even, couldn't even tell. 
there's just so much stuff going on. St. Patrick's Day just did not happen this year for, and that's just to say for a lot of people, a lot of things like that are unfortunately going to happen. I mean, people's routines, like you said about coffee, people's routines are being thrown off. Days are, you know, days don't mean much anymore. It's just so crazy to, to have everything so thrown in the air and schedules and all that stuff is just so gone. Yeah. At the very least, I've done a good job of not watching too much television I've been running, I've been reading books, I've been losing lots of Scrabble games somehow. I used to be my beloved Gabby all the time, but she's made great growths as a player, and she's <laughs> consistently kicking my ass at Scrabble. I'm even cheating and she's beating me. Well, it's you should never, have a, should never have gotten her that dictionary for Christmas. Yeah, well, I tried to give her that dick, and she said that wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think so, Webster. Yeah, and even still, the airline industry is, you're talking about that, and like Boeing stock, their market cap is down 200%. The stock price, we've talked, last time we talked about them, they had a lot of CEO turnover. They Uh they were trading right around $300. They're right around $100 now. Holy moly, yeah. I mean... Airlines, they're they're asking for their own bailout. I mean, it's it's happened within a couple of days where they're just asking for for bailouts already. Because um, because Boeing is down, Delta. I'm a Delta. I fly Delta exclusively. Yeah, they've um, got the best rewards card. You absolutely. get the you get the Delta Amex. You're chilling. Uh, exactly. That's what I got. I love it. But I did. I will say this. I did fly American yesterday because the flight was cheaper. Um, but uh, Delta slash they're slashing their capacity by seventy percent. They're slowly parking half of their fleet of planes. So half of their, I don't know how many total they have, but half of that is gone. Yeah, and then they're they're grounding everything. They're down $2 billion with no bookings. And 10,000 employees have agreed to unpaid leave. Can you imagine that? 10,000, how do you get 10,000 people to agree to unpaid leave? I would love to talk to one of those people. I mean, how, how is that possible? 10,000 people like, we will be done and we'll come back maybe when it starts back up again and you do not have to pay us. I mean, how could, how is that possible? What kind of incentive do you think they gave them? Uh, yeah, when if you take unpaid leave, we won't fire you. You no, have to yeah, have right. a really pessimistic take at everything that's going on. I mean, w- workers are panicking, companies are panicking. I do still think we can rebound and have. A lovely summer, but we're well, going to have to get to work. Bonnaroo's canceled. Bonnaroo's postponed. That's true. That's true, I guess. It is Bonner- it's until September. We were going to go. We were going to have a good time. I was going to play basketball with Drew Morgan. Donnie was going to give me his spot on one of the stand-up shows. It was going to be such a delight. And now, who knows if we'll even still be friends in September, I know we're going with Jack Comstock, and he's a person I really want to distance myself right from right now. Why is that? He's got his problematic takes on Facebook, talking about how the virus isn't real. And it's like, oh, wow, we have to value the perspective of this bowling alley employee. Oh, I'm man, sorry the I, gutter's closed. I did not see that Facebook status. Everyone got so mad at him. Well, I'm sure you heard that week that Facebook status when you were staying with him. I honestly didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. I didn't read about it. I I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. He's angry. Is he's he's angry. He doesn't have to work because he, he's the one person who likes his job. 
Yeah, it's true. He does. He's good at it. And is is retail dead? Macy's shares down seventy five percent. Amazon, after initial drop, it's surging. How can a store exist in this marketplace? Right, this is going to be the death blow for a lot of a lot of uh, brick and mortar stores. I mean, brick and mortar. We already had talked about this, I think, a couple episodes back about how people just don't really go out to shop anymore, and people want everything delivered to their apartment. And it's like it's they're literally forced to do that at this point. Yeah, and I mean, we see Amazon. They gave all their employees a two dollar raise. They added a, a hundred thousand employees to help with the shipping demands, but there's a lot of worries about their coronavirus handling. The workers are saying they are put in jeopardy. They don't they have their timed bathroom breaks. They're afraid to wash their hands. Right. It's hard to uh, wash your hands when they're constantly moving packages. Yeah, so it seems like they are, and they could if they don't wash their hands, they touch your package, it gets to the mailman, the mailman spreads it further. Like, they are a vital place in the supply chain, and it seems like, like the conspiracy theorist in me suspects that Amazon is throwing money at this to quiet up another problem. I honestly don't think that's, uh, that's not too far off. I think with the amount of money they have, with the amount of power they have, I think they are the kind of company that can just throw money at this and, and, and hire people and, and really put throw money at the there's what they what appears to be a solution, but really it's just them kind of covering up what's going on. Yeah, and I probably the biggest loss of all, we, we don't have jobs, we've lost value in our holdings, but the loss that hurts the most is that the Wall Street's Wall Street bets logo, our favorite Reddit has lost his hair. Yeah, what happened? He used to be a beautiful, blue-suited day trader with a Donald Trump bouffant, and now the Wall Street Bets logo looks like me if I shaved my mustache. What happened? It was like a sweet little baby boy in a suit looking virile and strong, and now I don't understand. I came back and it's changed. Yeah, now the Wall Street Bets logo looks like Buck Angel. <laughs> And, you know, if you have some time to kill during this quarantine, might I suggest Googling Buck Angel from your mom's computer? Yeah, make sure you show her. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no one's stock is higher than the, the – everyone passed around that meme of the African-American gentleman with the giant penis as part of their corona warnings. You yes, tried I to get me with it. I didn't I did. fall for it. I did fall for it, but I wasn't going to give you that satisfaction. I'll, I'll <laughs> confess to that. <laughs> Tell us about the text you sent me. I sent that out. Uh, do you remember what day that was? I don't remember what day that was. I sent it out. It was about uh, last week, so roughly a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was about a year and a half ago. And it was uh, a text that said, it's, it's finally happening. Uh, Mayor de Blasio shut down the subways. Uh starting effectively midnight on, and it had the date, and it said, click here for the outage map. And when you clicked it, it took you to a picture of the, just the thickest, blackest dick you could possibly see. Uh, just just aggressively huge. It was so fucking funny. I sent it to so many people. And now I, I saw another one. It was, this is what the coronavirus looks like. It was a scientist holding a vial, and if you zoomed in on the, on the, on the virus... You saw the dick. 
Uh, and that's progressed. I got passed along so much. I'm now seeing oil paintings of this guy. Yeah. So I don't my, know who he is. My memories of this coronavirus crisis will be driving through the night, people talking about buying toilet paper, and this well-endowed man. Yeah, who I don't know who he is. I don't know his name. I, I, I'm curious to see if he's okay. Did he get the text of himself? But they did do some great work with the Wall Street Bets banner photo. It is the bald guy. If you go to the banner, it's the bald guy standing on Wall Street. And if you go to click on him, he puts on a gas mask and it holds toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, truly, Wall Street Bets, they don't get the credit they deserve, uh, especially but in trying times. Even in... Even though they're everybody's losing money, they're still affecting the marketplace. They went in on the housewares and betting company Alta, and they talked about how they weren't worthwhile, and their market cap has shrunk from 11 billion to 7 billion in the course of a day. Granted, they were going to lose some of that money anyway, but really, you see Wall Street bets having undue influence over the market. It's crazy. I mean, they really have grown that, uh, they've really grown the sub. I mean, it was private for a while. There are a million, uh, there's over a million subscribers to that subreddit. Yeah, they're doing good. They're, who's doing better, Wall Street bets or that big black penis? Oh, I, I, oh, that's a good question. I don't even, I wish I knew. But, um, yeah, on, well, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to bring up uh, the thing that's the hardest part about this is the, uh, the NBA. Oh, the NBA. Who even thinks about it? And, you know, I worry about this because we see all these elite basketball players have the virus and they don't show any symptoms. Uh -huh. You see Kev Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, Christian Wood, and I'm probably in their class in terms of an athletic specimen. Like oh, if course. any if anyone were to thank you for agreeing with me yeah. that 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 was so kind of you yeah oh absolutely and you know I just worry as like a young healthy male who works out takes immuno boosters that I could easily have the virus and not have any symptoms. I mean, I think that's the big problem is a lot of people are asymptomatic where you have it, you're shedding the virus, you don't show any symptoms of it. That's the problem. That's why they're trying to get people to stay in. So, And it's a classic thing where it's like if these players can play basketball with it and not even slow, be slowed, slowed down by it, uh, of course, you know, these dickheads that are just going out for St. Patrick's Day, of course they are not showing symptoms of it. Yeah, and they're passing it along to their barkeeper, their bartenders, their barbacks. And, you know, there is some normalcy because I got a bad talk, from, bad stock tick from one of our listeners. They told me, hey, you have to invest in Intercom right now. It's $2 a share. It's a radio company. They've got growth in podcasting. Radio.com is working. The valuation's low. And they're going to have so much profitability from political ad spending and I've lost half my investment in two days. Oh God! Well, you know that's the catching the catching the falling knife and all that. Yeah, and that thank you to Donnie Sengstack. Even and he's always hard to listen to, but now more than ever. <laughs> if for those who don't know Donnie, he has a stutter, and I'm mean to him. 
as, as are we all. Where's he at? Is he in Maryland? He's in Tennessee. He's getting ready for Bonnaroo already. It is interesting to see the people. I mean, you know, I think we got out of New York at a good time. It's it's not a good time to be there. No. In New York, it's only going to get worse. They say it'll peak there in around May 1st, but we're not going anywhere, are we, Matt? I don't I mean, absolutely not. Yeah, we're going to be recording through all this tragedy until we we will still be the million dollar podcast. Things aren't over for us. Things aren't over for you if you're listening. We have better days ahead of us. We need to be patient. We need to not panic. And we'll survive. Yeah, and as cliche as it is, you know, this is a, uh, obviously this is not ideal, but, you know, it's an opportunity to take stock of what you have, who's around you. Be grateful for what you uh, still have through all this. Take stock of what matters and let go of things that don't. And, uh you know, I don't know. It's um, it's a good opportunity to kind of uh, to reset on some things and to refocus. And um, you know, obviously easier said than done. Some people are obviously very struggling very hard, and we are in a, a bit of a lucky position. Like you said, we have places we can go, we have people we can be around. But um, we're gonna be here through all of it, and we're gonna record and, and, until we uh, we're gonna record. You know, we're recording over uh, over the internet right now, so obviously not great. But we're doing the best we can with what we have. Yeah, and now we see that we're probably on the precipice of the biggest welfare program in human history. So maybe that'll help us. Maybe it won't. So we will see. Yeah, very curious. Um, what are you going to do the rest Matt, of the do you have, uh, I don't know. I'm going to watch the Unabomber web series. I feel like if I'm going to be stuck in isolation, I can study him and learn how to use this isolated time productively. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to read some of my book. I got a, I got a Howard Stern's new book. I've been reading that. I think I'm going to really treat myself. I'm going to watch Groundhog Day uh, and some bit of sick irony. Yeah. And now I got to talk to my fiance. She set a date for our wedding. Unfortunately, she picked during a Detroit Lions game. Oh, de los mio. Ay, Dios mio. Do this to me, baby. What did she pick? Uh, She picked a Sunday. Oh, I assumed it was a Sunday, but when and what Sunday? What month? Uh, October 2021. I am worried that far in advance. Oh, boy. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there whenever I can. As long as the Colts aren't playing, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. Actually, I don't care. I don't want to watch Philip Rivers play football anyway. No, I love Philip Rivers. He's my personal hero. I hate him so much. I hate him and his 12 kids. I hate him. Uh, you, you don't, you wouldn't like any of those kids. I'm sure there's one cool one, but that's, you know, hard to find. I don't know. There's some cool. There's some cool kids out there. You go. They're nearby. Use. You're in the same city as Philip Rivers' kids. You can go talk to them. None of you are exposed. You could be the babysitter. They don't have one hired now. You should be Philip Rivers' nanny. That's your new life. Yeah, I can cover those kids. I can cover those kids for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So hey, I, I've given tours at Top of the Rock. 
I can babysit eleven children. That's right. I can uh, I can you know watch a group of adults that don't speak English. I can for sure watch these little kids that uh, are super Catholic and probably afraid of Valort. Yeah. Well, and any you going to Crackers? Absolutely not. That club is that club is done for sure. Yeah, a lot of comedy clubs are closing, man. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it is. It's crazy to see. We were just talking about companies shutting down and finance, uh, or and um, and stores and restaurants and all that. It it's going to be interesting to see who can withstand all this and who comes back and who's gone during when this all settles. You know, uh, that comedy club is not doing well anyway, and this is not going to help them. I'm sure. So I hate them. I hate the owner. I hope that they close. I hope the people that lose their jobs find new places. But I hope the owner. Uh, I hope the building falls apart around her. All right. Well, we'll be back soon. We'll probably have an episode out during the week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting through this with us. We we did the bull. Now we're doing the bear. That's right. Hop on. The, we're going to ride the bears back now. Uh, follow like us on Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, that's the movie I'll watch later. Uh, I'm Leo, and the bear is the market, and we're just getting our head bitten off. Um, movie is that's a disappointing movie. It's not fun. It's not interesting. Did he win you an know, award for that? He won an award, but it was a makeup Oscar. You never get the Oscar for the right movie. You get it uh, three years after the fact for a movie no one would ever rewatch. That's. I mean, I did start it and I couldn't finish it. So I mean, it's cool. Cause it's based off a true story. That's kind of cool. Yeah, a guy was in the woods, and he got a he got like raped by a bear. Hey, bears—they're wild animals. They get—it's—it's it's really an allegory for this market and my current situation. Absolutely, that's why we should all watch it. So let's let's watch uh, the Revenant, and we'll come back later and discuss it. And all right, really, yeah. And it's, we we can't we can't talk about our losses anymore. We we're this will be a Revenant recap podcast. It'll take yeah. us two weeks. You know that movie's so boring. By the time we get through the whole thing, we'll be out of this quarantine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, share the podcast. I know we got I, we got a couple good tweets, and I think uh, as fucked up as this whole thing is, I think it's giving people a lot of opportunity to discover things. And so, if you discovered our podcast during this, tweeted us, let us know uh, you're doing okay. I know that I'm gonna be glued to my phone and glued to social media and on Instagram. And, uh, you know that that's where I'll be. So feel free to reach out. All right. Good night, folks. All right. Bye, Joel.